0: Gail, look out at the audience. Can you see way up there in the balcony? Everyone is knitting. How cool is that? I know. It's so awesome. Are you ready for our red carpet debut? My Like a Cloud by Hohi Locatelli is making its first appearance. I know. My throwback is all steamed and blocked.
1: I think we're ready to go. I think so. Do you have the envelopes? I've got them. Let's do it. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Yarniax
0: Academy, Academy Award, Award Show! Thank you everyone for coming to this live celebration of the Yarniacs podcast. Can you believe we're starting our seventh year of podcasting? It's been a crazy, wonderful,
1: delightful ride. Okay, so without further ado, let's start the celebration. And it wouldn't be the Yarniacs podcast without Nani adding to the ambiance. So (laughs) we're at Charlene's house, ready to record our first ever Academy Award show. We had to do something fun for our podcast (laughs) anniversary. So let's start
0: off with the best pattern of the year. For me, I took several things into consideration. I looked at what I had fun knitting. What other people had fun knitting. <laughs> so I went and looked at popular patterns that were released in 2018. The pattern that I picked is Fading Point by Hohi Locatelli. Yay! I believe it is one of the more popular patterns this year. It is a huge shawl that allows knitters to pair five skeins of fingering weight yarn. Count them. Five.
1: That's a lot of yardage, It's a lot of yardage. (laughs) More than a sweater.
0: And it is so fun to pick yarns that go together. It's also fun to figure out how to wear a large shawl because 2018 was the year when shawls got much, much larger. And instead of looking for a pattern to go with that one special skein you had we were putting together three skeins and in this case five skeins and it's the fading point is not the only ultra large shawl pattern that was popular there was also the suburban wrap which is another one by hovi locatelli and there were several other very large shawls. I think Find Your Fade by Andrea Mowry kind of kicked it That's off. True. And Stephen West
1: shawls are very, some of them are yes. very, very large shawls. Yes. Yeah.
0: So pattern of the year, for me, was fading point. But in general, it's that year of the large shawls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you'll see that this is a pattern of mine. I can never settle on just one of anything, so... <laughs> I have three cat- or three different patterns for my best pattern of the year. And, well, let me first say, I didn't do what Charlene did. I didn't look at overall pattern love across Ravelry. I just looked at my own projects for 2018. But, surprisingly, my first pattern of the year was also Fading Point. And that was because, like Charlene said, the fun of finding five skeins of yarn yeah. that work together in that pattern is just awesome. It really is. Talk about fun stocking, fantasy knitting, planning, the knitting itself, it all just was magical. And the fact that all five skeins came out of my stash, it was wonderful to see my stash actually work. Stash busting. Yeah, that's great. It's kind of the year of stash busting for me. It felt really (laughs) good. So Fading Point by Hohi Locatelli, definitely one of my patterns of the year. And another was Bits and Bobs, The Blanket by Kay Jones. And that's Boo in the background. He's serenading us because it's raining outside and he wants to be with us. So lots of meowing going on today. The Bits and Bobs blanket made my top pattern list because it was so joyful and relaxing to knit. And it also was a great stash buster because you hold one strand of fingering with another strand of fingering. So you basically can use one color for the entire background like I did and then use different leftover remnants of colors to do the second strand in your hand. So basically it used up a lot of stash bits and it just was really fun to watch it all come together. It was a very joyful knit. So that one's definitely up there for the year. And then the third one was Ninilchik, the Swancho pattern by Caitlin Hunter. That one again was really fun to plan because of the color work. And it was again, all from stash. So watching the color work come together, watching the colors work so well together, and I've been wearing that a lot since I finished it. So that definitely was up there for Pattern of the Year. And the next category is Best Designer
0: of the Year. Who did you pick? I really struggled with this one. I did too. I texted Gail. I counted designers that I have knit. And then I thought about my year. And I decided that the designer's who are the real heroes for me right now are the ones who are finding ways to give to those in need. And for me and for my year, it happens to be designers who are making patterns for chemo caps. So I did not pick any one specific designer for me. It's just that category of designers who are making patterns for chemo caps. And True, many patterns can be used for chemo caps. In fact, probably just about any pattern can be used for a chemo cap, as long as you make it with appropriate yarn. It doesn't have to be a specific chemo cap, but there are several designers out there who are sharing free patterns that are cute, they're on trend, and they make them available to everyone by making them free. So to those designers, thank you very much for doing that. Uh, The community really appreciates it. And also when a pattern mentions that it's a hat that's good for a chemo cap, it brings attention to the need for chemo caps. And because of my experiences this year, I've just realized that chemo caps are something that are always needed. Yeah. It feels like knitters as a community are always making hats and always donating hats, but there's still always a need. When I went with my mom to oncology departments, they were always busy. Radiation was always busy. They would have appointments scheduled for a certain period. Of time down to the minute, and yeah. people would be in and out because it was so busy. So, I applaud those designers who bring attention to that need and make the patterns available to all. How about you, Gail? Who was your now? Best I feel very selfish because I did not look at anything like that. No, no, I just I'm just coming from a that place this year. So. Well, mine was very self-centered. I again
1: <laughs> looked at my my 2018 projects, and you'll find that two of the people that I chose are people that I've consistently knit their patterns for years and years and years. So the first one was Hohi, Hohi Locatelli. Mm-hmm. I knit five projects from her this year. Let's see. I knit the Fading Point, two Sweaters, and two Hahui's this year. So... Lots of hoagie patterns. And then Elizabeth Doherty. I knit three of Elizabeth's sweaters. And three Andrea Mowry patterns. So Andrea is definitely one of my new favorite designers. And Caitlin Hunter. Mm. I knit two of hers last year, and I'm working on a third right now. So those were definitely designers that I love their aesthetic, and I love their patterns, and I love what they design. So I have a lot of favorite designers. Yeah,
0: and I actually had gone through the same process as you gail and i had discovered that i too had knit five patterns by hohe and i had knit five patterns by elizabeth so we're similar yep in that vein yeah in your hohe patterns s- several of them were different than the
1: ones i knit too mm-hmm. so it wasn't like we were knitting the exact same right. things this year right. which was interesting
0: right.
1: all right so the next category is the best new to us designer of the year so a little different than our favorite designer or the best designer, but the best new to us, who
0: is our new designer favorite. So this one was really fun because I haven't knit any of this designer's patterns yet. But I went through our stocking segments and discovered that she has been mentioned three times in the past year. Her name is Ririco. And she goes by the name Hand Knit Life on Ravelry. And during the past year, like I mentioned, we have talked about three of her patterns. The first one is called Relax. It was a pattern that Robbie stocked a year ago. So actually at our end of the year episode for 2017, Robbie stocked that. I have more recently stocked a top that she wrote called Tulip. It's a pullover, three-quarter sleeve top with uh, lace patterning on the bottom. Very cute. I really need to knit it. And very recently, I stocked the Evening Dew cardigan, which I also really love. The Evening Dew cardigan is made with two strands of a lace weight yarn held together. It's got drop, shoulder styling, and an all-over texture pattern. It's really cute really, really cute. Not only that, but it's, Ruriko has it styled perfectly. All of her (laughs) projects, all of her pictures, she's very, her style is
1: very nice. Yes,
0: it really is. And I admire it. And I definitely need to push myself to knit one of her patterns because it's been a year of stocking and a year of looking and a year of admiring. So I need to move in that direction and Maybe I'll look for yarn for Even- evening dew cardigan at Stitches. Ooh, excellent plan. Yeah. yeah, So, like I said, she's just one of the designers that keeps catching my eye, and it's time for me to jump in and try someone new. <laughs> <laughs> so this
1: category for me was actually one of the easiest because it was very simple. I knew exactly who it was going to be. Oh, it's Caitlin okay. Hunter because ah. I've just fallen in love with her colorwork patterns. And, mm-hmm. you know, knit two, working on my third, I love some of her shawls. They're in my queue. I think I might knit another Nanilchik. And I just love her stuff. I really, really (laughs) love it. So Caitlin Hunter takes it for me for best
0: new-to-me designer of the year. Okay. And we'd like to thank Dragonfly Fibers for sponsoring us this episode. Dragonfly Fibers creates hand-dyed artisan yarns and fibers in vivid and sophisticated colorways. We can be found in select local yarn shops around the world and at fiber festivals such as Rhinebeck, Maryland Sheep and Wool, Vogue Knitting Live, Stitches, and SAF. It's not too late to sign up for Club Dragonfly, our bi-monthly club. It's available with or without bonus swag. We have a theme for the first time. It's called This Land is Your Land, and it's a tribute to wonderful sights in North America. We're crowdsourcing for location ideas, so please send us pictures of your favorite spots. Details are available on our website. Come see us at Vogue Knitting Live at the Marriott Marquis in New York from January 25th through the 27th. We'll be in booths 906 and 908 featuring our show-exclusive colorway garment district. From February 21st through February 24th, you can find this at Stitches West. We'll be in booths 706, 708, and 710 with our show-exclusive colorway, Mission District. We'll be bringing lots and lots of yarn, fiber, and great kits for the popular throwback and e sweaters, among many. Can't make it to one of the shows? All our yarns and kits are available at www.dragonflyfibers.com. Discover... Why we say that Dragonfly Fibers is the colors of happiness. And speaking of happiness
1: and Dragonfly, Charlene and I spent several hours on Sunday with two of our best knitting friends having lunch. And one of our friends is testing or designing a new shawl and she's looking for testers. And I have just enough of my selfie sport in Redbud to knit that shawl.
0: That will be delightful. Wouldn't it be beautiful? That that is perfect. Perfect. It's oh, a that's rectangular exciting. shawl
1: with i-cord fringe and it's cable So the BFL silk blend of the Selkie Sport will be perfect. So and I'm coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dragonfly. Thank you, Dragonfly. And speaking of yarn, what was your best yarn of 2018?
0: Yarn of the year. For me, I ended up picking a yarn business instead of a specific yarn I picked neighborhood fiber company for their commitment to giving back to the community this year neighborhood fiber company created a colorway named I'm gonna cry um. <laughs> they created a colorway named sanctuary city sales of which generated $5,000 donations to the RAICES Foundation, which is the Refugee and Immigrant Center for Education and Legal Services, and also to the International Refugees Assistance Project. And I just thought that was a wonderful way for the knitting community to find a way to give back. And the Sanctuary City colorway was beautiful. And kudos to Neighborhood Fiber Company for finding a way to give back and to educate knitters, both about the plight of refugees, but also, more importantly, it made me think about what is possible if knitters find a way to make something good happen. So, I like that.
1: And Karita, the owner of Neighborhood Fiber Company, is a really, really cool person. <laughs> very, very <laughs> wonderful human being. And that was only one of their sponsored charity yarns for last year. I think they had at least two or three. I, th- I
0: can't remember if they had another one last year, or if the one, the other one that I'm thinking of was the year before. Maybe that's so, what it was. She's yeah. she's
1: had a few now. I think yeah. that there have been three for
0: various causes. So way
1: to way to do it, Karita. Way to set an example. And I, I also picked a yarn company, but mine again. <laughs> Was for, for more selfish reasons. <laughs> I picked candy skein because I have used so much candy skein yarn this year. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I knit Max's sweater with her yummy worsted. I knit one of Olivia's, well, two of Olivia's baby knits. One of them was striped with the candy skein yarn and her dress was knit in a candy skein yarn. And I've used it in the sweater that I have in my hands right now. And There were multiple, multiple projects going on with candy skein this year. And I still have a huge candy skein stash. So this is not the end of hearing about candy skein for sure. But I just love Tammy as a human being. I love her yarns. And it makes me happy to knit with yarns by people who I like. Yay. So candy skein is my best yarn of 2018.
0: Also, wasn't it one of your goals to use up a lot of your candy skein stash? I think I remember you saying maybe near the beginning of the year that you had a lot of candy yes. skein and stash. I have a whole drawer in my little plastic
1: bins in my closet that is only candy skein. So I do have a lot of it and yes, I'm very happy that I've at least made a little bit of a dent in my candy yeah. skein yarns. So. Yeah. So, and on the yarn topic, who
0: was your best new-to-you dyer of 2018? So, this one's an exciting one. I used yarn from Kim Dyes Yarn for the first time this year. I used her Brioche decay base, and her colors are gorgeous. The dyes are well done. I made that cowl, I can't remember, Beachcomber Cowl, I believe it was called, and it had a, a lot of ribbing in it. And it's a multicolored yarn, the color that I used, but the colors were all crisp and sharp. They weren't muddy. Perhaps you've seen some of those multicolored yarns where mm, the colors kind of blend together, and not this one at all. I shouldn't even mention that in the same sentence because these colors all looked so sharp and beautiful and a good color combo. And I've seen her mohair based on social media, then that one looks really nice, too. So it's something I would also like to knit with. I wonder so, if there's ever a chance we'll get to see her stuff in person. In person, and, I know. I would like that. I know she has had trunk shows in Southern California, but I don't think she's ever had a trunk show in Northern California.
1: Maybe so we'll we can see. lure her up here yeah. somehow. Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: true. So uh, that was Kim Dye's Yarn. I think she is out of Virginia. And did you try a new dyer this year? I did, and many of you
1: listening are probably going to laugh because this dyer has been around for so long. Manos del Uruguay. They've been around for so long, and this is the first year I've ever used their yarns. I used two of Manos's bases this year. I used Marina, which is a single ply lace weight yarn for my Birds of a Feather Shawl. And it was so delightful to work with. Soft and beautiful. And the colorway is Frozen, which is mostly white with little specks of blue and a little bit of brown. And it's just stunning. Loved knitting with that. And I love how it knit up. And the second base I used is Allegria, which is their plied fingering weight yarn. And I believe that each of the skeins are dyed by different people. Maybe not each of the skeins, but they definitely have different dyers who signed the labels, I'm pretty sure. And it was a plump, wonderful yarn to knit with. I used that in my Rustic Elegance shawl. And I look forward to someday getting a sweater quantity of the Allegria for sure. It's Yay. a really, really, really nice base. I highly recommend it. So not at all a new dyer, but
0: a new to me this year dyer. Monos del Uruguay. So it has come to my attention that I believe the microphone is picking up all of the rain noises so yeah. it's it's a little bit of ambiance today welcome to our world <laughs> <laughs> cat bird
1: rain. it's all good it's all good
0: so what was your best technique of 2018 well i think 2018 was really the year of color work oh yeah specifically stranded color work is seen on the yokes of sweaters Gail and I talked to someone who was at the New York Sheep and Wool Festival in Rhinebeck, and they said sweater designs by Caitlin Hunter were everywhere, that the throwback sweater by Andrea Mowry was Link's everywhere. Floozy, I think, by Truly Myrtle is and username. And which is that beautiful sweater with the phases of the moon, is also popular. That's a sweater by Catherine Clark. And... Gail and I have stocked many of those. I've also stocked Notorious RGB by Park Williams. And I think we mentioned that sweater, Papa, by Junko Okamoto, Mm -hmm. which has the the beautiful, very playfully flower pattern. like drawn by a child. Yes. I love that sweater so much. Yes, it's very fanciful. It is so cute. And I happened upon it yesterday when I was looking. And I think that really was the technique of the year. I heard from so many listeners that they were trying color work for the first time, that they were drawn to a new kind of sweater construction for the first time, the circular yokes that Mm -hmm. are used in many of the stranded color work sweaters. there, There was a lot of, I believe there was a lot of learning that came out of this stranded sweater popularity. And it's still going on, of course. Oh, yeah. So... Because of that, I will call that the Technique of the Year. (laughs) Once again, I looked at this from a purely selfish
1: perspective. I have two (laughs) Techniques of the Year and one of them is Charlene's. Her Close the Gap when you're binding off for knitting in the round. Oh, that's cool. I love it. So (laughs) it basically fixes that horrible little bit at the end when you're binding off in the round, that very last stitch that always looks funny and never sits right and annoys you every time you look at your sleeve or your hat brim or fill in the blank. So I've been using that technique ever since you described it to us. Uh And on the flip side of that, Elizabeth Doherty's Mind the Gap, which is a cast-on technique for knitting in the round where you avoid the same problem of the first stitch when you're knitting in the round. So two awesome techniques. I will link to Elizabeth's blog post where she describes mind the gap very simple to do just as charlene's closing the gap Mm -hmm. so those were my techniques of the gear because those are two things that have always (laughs) niggled at me and i have my cleo sweater i wasn't aware of the technique to close the gap yet and there is a spot on the bind off of my sweater sleeve that irritates me all the time
0: oh maybe you can pick out the end and Not going to do it. (laughs) I I totally should. That's okay.
1: (laughs) Considering it annoys me so much. Sorry. But I'm not going to do it. That's okay. So those were best techniques.
0: Okay. How about your favorite or best tool of 2018? That one was really easy for me to answer. For me, the best tool was my new set of Knitter's Pride Ginger Interchangeables. I just shot both my arms up in the air, (laughs) both of us for the win. I love those needles. I love how smooth they are. I'm knitting on them right now. (laughs) I have the short tip set and I've discovered that for many things I really prefer short tips. Go figure. It's not necessarily that I'm knitting with a short cable. Now the short tips are made to use with a shorter cable so that you can knit smaller diameter items such as a hat. With the smaller needle, you can use a smaller cable. I just like knitting with the shorter needles. It's more comfortable for my hand. I don't get a a little cramp on the outside of my Mm -hmm. hand that I occasionally get when I knit without moving my hands very much in the round. So great, great all around set. I'm happy to have found the short tips that seem to have made my knitting more comfortable. And I have the longer tips. So
1: my set came with longer cables as well. And we discovered that Knitter's Pride also sells interchangeable
0: tips in a two-and-a-half millimeter oh, yes it is. Or two, a US two-and-a-half I think it's US two-and-a-half okay so you can also get a, sh- a smaller
1: needle. needle because the sets is very cool go from US 3 which is smaller than most sets up to a US 13 or something crazy so. like that
0: something quite big
1: so I purchased a set of the interchangeable tips in the smaller size and stuck them in my kit or my my case. So now I have those as well because the cables are interchangeable with all of their Knitter's Pride needles. Right. So if you already have a set or even one single cable, you can exchange that out with any
0: of their tips. Right, because the we bought, I can't remember, it's a bare wood. It's not a ginger tip. Correct. But it's a, a wood tip. So even though it doesn't, the wood doesn't match exactly, like Gail said. You can still functionally use that tip with with all your cables and caps and yeah. Thank you for that differentiation.
1: The smaller sized tips that I purchased are not ginger; they're one of their other wooden bases, but they're really nice. Yes, they are. I've used them once. I purchased them too. (laughs) Oh, see, we both did it. Yes, probably when Handsome Fiber was having a sale. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> that, this is a good pro tip. If you have not heard of Handsome Fiber, like a handsome person, they are a great online source for all needles. Not they don't sell every brand, but they sell quite a few brands. Their prices are amazing. They don't charge for shipping in the U.S., and they usually have a deal of the day. That's what twenty percent mm-hmm. off yeah, or something.
0: They have sale items quite frequently,
1: and their customer service is fabulous. I order a set of whatever and they're usually there within two days. Yes. And that's free shipping. So Handsome Fibers, if you haven't already heard of them, check them out. Now this next category was a special request of mine for your best knitting accompaniment of 2018. (laughs) So if you don't have the option of knitting with a fabulous friend and chatting while you knit, what is your next favorite thing
0: to do while knitting? I probably have two. If I'm knitting at home and somebody else is home, if I'm knitting in the evenings, then usually there's other family members here and they often want to watch something on the television. So at times like that, the best knitting accompaniment for me is Netflix, although I occasionally call it Knitflix. <laughs> 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 I have been caught completely. Unbeknownst to me, saying Netflix with a straight face. Perfect Freudian. Exactly. Perfect. Exactly. So, Netflix, I don't have any particular shows that I would recommend, but just Netflix in general. If I'm knitting alone, often I am knitting two podcasts.
1: And I'm lucky enough that almost everyone in my house goes to sleep at around nine <laughs> o'clock. So, I get the house to myself after nine, and audiobooks I have fallen in love with. I've listened to them for years, but I did not realize shame on me that our local library rented out audiobooks and ebooks like Kindle, Overdrive, Libby. I didn't know. I don't know how I didn't know that. And I discovered that this year, and oh my goodness, all the audiobooks, all the time, and ebooks. I can knit and read while i'm looking at my tablet Mm. holding a paper book i can't do while knitting because there's too much to handle i don't have that many hands but (laughs) a tablet is amazing so if you're just knitting plain stockinette if you try it i think you'll find that you can probably knit and read at the same time so i'm loving reading this year if you didn't know we have a goodreads thread in the Ravelry group the Yarny X Ravelry group which is fairly active every once in a while I put my top eight of 2018 in there a couple weeks ago and would love to hear people's book recommendations because I've, I've been a reader since I was a kid but it's kicked up a couple notches over the last year so <laughs> reading either ebooks or audiobooks is definitely one of my happy places while I'm knitting and now we're getting to our two final categories.
0: Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun one. My most worn or used 2018 project. When I looked at all of my all of my 2018 projects, I picked this one because I wore the first one so much that I actually made it twice. It's my calyx sweater by Elizabeth Doherty, and I've knitted, like I said, I've knitted twice, and I knit the second one almost right after the first one, because I liked the first one so much. One I knit in the originally called for Shibuya yarns, Reed and Twig, which are predominantly a linen blend. One of them is 100% linen, and the other one is a wool-linen blend, so you put them together, and it's predominantly linen. And then the first one that I knit, I knit it in Holstgarn yarns, which are the yarns from Denmark that Gail and I love so much. I used a blend of their Coast and their Tides. Two fingering white yarns, in both cases, two fingering white yarns held together to make the fabric. In the case of the Holstgarn combo, the Coast is wool and cotton, and the tides is wool and silk. So my final fabric was a blend of wool, cotton, and silk, which created a really nice drape. It felt good. I I loved that combo. And that sweater was the first, was actually the first one that I knit. And I knit it in a really pale, neutral gray, so it went with everything. And I was wearing it a lot, which is what convinced me to make a second one. And the calyx sweater is a three-quarter sleeve pullover. It has a lace pattern down the front of the sweater and then down the sleeves and basic, but beautiful. And I look forward to wearing a lot of it again this spring. Well, and that you were stocking at the
1: last stitches. That's right. Yeah, one of our daily summaries was all about the calyx, and
0: you've knit two of them Mm -hmm. in the last year. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So how about you? What is your most worn or most used project of 2018? Again, I
1: have two. I can't just pick one. I have the most worn sweater when I leave the house and the most Mm -hmm. worn sweater at home. Okay. So they're completely different categories Mm -hmm. for me. Most worn in public is my Clio by Elizabeth Doherty. Oh, yeah. I adore how it fits me. I adore how I can style it. It makes me feel good when I wear it. The softness of the yarn is amazing, but I don't think I'll ever knit with the yarn again. That's the sad thing. Yeah. It's the and Company Phoebe, their DK weight blend, which is soft as you can possibly imagine, But oh, man, does that stuff pill. Yeah. So my beautiful sweater that I knit about a year ago looks like it's about 10 years old, which is very, very sad. I am going to knit another one in a different yarn base. But I love that sweater to pieces. I really, really do. Obviously so much I'm going to knit it a second time. (laughs) (laughs) And then my most worn at home sweater that I knit this year is Shell Seeker by Heidi Kiermaier, also a DK weight pullover. I used the Woolmize DK base for that one in three different colors. And it's a striped pullover with the kangaroo pocket in the front. So it's basically a sweatshirt. And I wear it so much that I honestly thought I knit it years ago because it's such a constant Yeah. You know, put on your pajama pants and put on your Shell Seeker. (laughs) I thought it had been in my closet for years, and I was really, really surprised when I looked through the year and realized I just knit that in 2018. Wow, you just
0: bonded with it right away. I really did bond with it. (laughs) It's a really great sweater.
1: I keep trying to convince Charlene to knit one because, you know, talk about the perfect sweatshirt sweater. That one, oh, it's a 10 out of 10 in all the categories. So that one is Shell Seeker by Heidi Kiermeyer. And here comes Boo. (laughs) <laughs> it was like, I want to hear the last category, include me. So this second to last category <laughs> was our best overall project of the
0: year. And what was yours, Charlene? I would have to say it was a gift that I knit communally with Gail and a couple other people for another friend who needed a serious sweater hug we communally knit a boxy for a friend and it turned out so fantastic. I loved the color. It was a beautiful gray blue and the way that we several knitters all managed to make it work despite our differing styles of knitting and probably different gauge but we made it Match. yeah I had I mean, to go up in needle sizes considerably it was really <laughs> interesting and it was quite the challenge but I enjoyed it I loved the finished object and it made me very happy yes that ranks up there with my projects of the year too. yeah so that the pattern that we knit is called boxy and it's a pattern by Hohi Locatelli and it's a very oversized drop sleeved sweater. Very popular on Ravelry in the past few years. The pattern is not new. It's several years old and many, many folks have knit boxy. So if you haven't seen it, you'll be able to see many examples of boxy on Ravelry. Including the two each that Charlene and I have knit. Yes. (laughs) So how about you? What was your
1: best project this year? So mine was also a gift. My best project of the year was the sweater I knit for Max last February for his birthday. The pattern I used is Mud Season by the designer Elizabeth Smith. And the yarn I used is Candy Skane Yummy Worsted in the colorway Honey, which is a beautiful yellow. And Honey and my son, I mean, it was a colorway meant to be. And Max wears that sweater all the time. Mm -hmm. It has seriously held up so remarkably well. He wears it. He's a very stylish guy. So he wears it with these pants belted, tucked into the pants and belted, and wears his backpack over it to school. And I mean, he wears it hard and there is not a single bit of pilling and it's a very open fabric too. It's knit at a very loose gauge. So I expected it to be very pilly Mm -hmm. and, you know, look really worn. You can't even tell that it's not a brand new sweater. Wow. So the yarn has held up remarkably well. The color is fabulous on him. He was at a party Christmas Eve at a friend's house or somewhere around Christmas Eve. And their dog jumped up on him and snagged the sweater. And when I picked him up, he said, oh, no, look what happened. And Charlene rescued us and fixed the sweater. And I just put it through the washing machine on a delicate cycle and then into the dryer on air dry. And it came out flawlessly. It's wow! It's just amazing how well that sweater is holding up. And he wore it the very next day. He kept bugging me. Where's my sweater? Where's my sweater? Where's my sweater? So he really does wear it all the time. And every time he walks through the house wearing it, I think, oh. I love my boy, and I'm so glad I (laughs) did him a sweater. So that is definitely my best project of the year. That's
0: great. And here is our last category. I'll let you introduce this one. The last category we've just added in the last... 36 hours? Yeah, Yeah, exactly, because it's just popped up on our radar and on the radar on Instagram and on Ravelry, and we just want to mention that we feel this is the most important discussion taking place in the knitting community right now and it's the discussion that's taking place started on instagram has continued on Ravelry and continues on instagram but it's about racism in our knitting community and i feel the knitting community is a smaller subset of the larger community so it's going to reflect the community in general in general yeah. and that worldwide probably community worldwide yeah. community yes absolutely and so, so that means that we all have some work to do and there are many posts on Instagram if you want to read and learn it isn't easy because Instagram is not really a venue for discussion yeah so it it is takes a little bit of time to go back and find posts to read. But if you have some time to go back and do it, it's worth it. Absolutely.
1: I think one of the key things you just said was that we have a lot of work to do. And I, as one of the privileged white people of the world, feel that the amount I have to learn and the things that I have to do are well overdue. I'm ashamed I haven't done it before and I downloaded the ebook Me and White Supremacy by the author Layla F. Saeed and I will put a link to it in our Ravelry group. You know that we keep things here non-political as much as we can but this isn't political to me. This is, human- this is humanity and we're all the same and treating anyone differently for any reason is unacceptable and I have somehow been doing that unintentionally and I apologize profusely and will do my best to stop in any way I can. So I felt it was very important to say that out loud. Very important. I'm
0: teary-eyed again, yes. so.
1: And I almost am. <laughs> Mostly from shame. Okay. But there's one happy thing. We've got to end this podcast on a happy note because it's our podcast anniversary. I'm a grandma! (laughs) Baby Olivia was born on Sunday, January 6th, and she was a very healthy 8 pounds and 14 ounces. My daughter did have a cesarean section, and the baby is the most perfect and adorable little girl ever. She's really cute. She's precious. (laughs) Because she was a C-section delivery, her little face is perfectly round. Max said she looks like a dumpling, so we've been calling her our little dumpling.
0: I think that's an apt description. She
1: she looks like a perfect little dumpling. You just want to squeeze (laughs) her cheeks. I have not met her in person yet, but both of my parents have. My daughter, Alex, lives in Spokane, Washington, and I'm hoping to get to meet her. But I do know they are planning, Alex and her husband, Josh, are planning to come visit us. In June or July. So that's the longest I'll have to wait to meet my granddaughter. Hopefully, I'll be invited up to meet her before then. But unfortunately, I can't share pictures because Alex has asked that we don't put pictures on any social media platforms, which I am respecting. I understand. I understand it as well. But take my word for it. She is absolutely adorable. (laughs) She's got a giant head full of black hair, which is stunning because all of my children were bald as can be. (laughs) And she's just absolutely precious. So I can't wait to see her in all the hand knits, hopefully. And I'm getting several pictures a day, but none in hand knits yet. So I'll give them a little nudge while my mom's up there. My mom will encourage her to put on some hand knits because it's cold in Spokane, Washington. It's really cold up there. So that was my happy news. I am a grandma, which I can't quite get my mind wrapped around, but I'm super happy about it, as you can tell by my voice. And super happy that we're about to begin our seventh
0: Seventh year year of of podcasting.
1: podcasting. Amazing. Amazing. It's our happy place. Yeah. Has been for six years now and may it be for many, many more to come. I hope so. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed this fun, different, spontaneous podcast anniversary (laughs) episode. It's what we try to do every year. Every year, yes. (laughs) I'm glad we didn't mix up our envelopes like they did at the Academy Awards last year. We (laughs) did good. We did good. All right, and keep on knitting for the self indulgent knit along. And
0: we will be next month at Stitches West in uh, Santa Clara. Can you believe Clara it's next month already? In oh my gosh, February, oh February, my gosh. I believe twenty first, twenty second, around there. We'll be in Santa Clara. So, so, if you're going to be at Stitches West, please look us up. We'll be having a podcast meetup along with Barb and Tracy of the Two Lit Chicks in the bar area of the hotel that is attached to the convention center. It's in the public area, near the lobby, near in the bar, sort of, and it's very informal, no host, everybody brings their own beverages. And brings their knitting and bring what you've purchased on the show floor so that we can all share and see and, and ooh, make and our aw. way back to the show floor exactly. after we've imbibed it. <laughs> I need to go buy one of those. Yes.
1: It's a really great chance also because Stitches is so overwhelming and it's all indoors in a convention center. The meetup is a really great way to take a break from the cacophony Mm -hmm. of stitches and you get to see sunlight again and you can (laughs) order something to eat at the bar. I find it's, I'm usually really starving by that point and it just feels good to sit down, eat, talk to people, maybe pull out your knitting, ooh and ah over everybody's purchases. It's just a really nice break. in the day so I hope
0: if you're there you'll come and say hi to us and if you're on the show floor on Saturday morning stop by and see us at Dragonfly Fibers Gail and I usually put in a couple of hours of work there we love Dragonfly Fibers and we can't wait to see you
1: yeah so hopefully if you're going to be there let us know so we don't miss you and if you're not gonna be there, we'll do hopefully our daily summary podcast like we did last year. That oh, was really yes, fun. Yes,
0: that was fun.
1: Yeah, so hopefully we'll be doing that from stitches and we'll just share the stitches love anyway. Yes. Can. Yes. Okay, well thank you so much for listening and being part of the Yarniax podcast. This is our happy place, and thank you so much
0: for being part of it. Happy knitting, happy everyone. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.